0: Folks, welcome to the Music of the Spheres podcast. We are broadcasting tonight from somewhere deep in the hills of upstate New York, wherever, whenever, and however you're listening. We thank you for being a part of our universe. We are two brothers, vocational ministers, seekers of truth, and drinkers of yellow beer. And welcome to episode number thirty-two. It's uh, wow. the number goes up every time we do this by one. I
1: thought we were on like twenty-one or something.
0: No, no. <laughs> we were on 31. Now it's 32. So here we go. Um, yeah, we're broadcasting second episode from the new uh, recording studio here. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. At, uh, Music of the Spheres studios. And,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> and yeah, so we're, uh, we're happy to have you all here joining us for the show tonight. Uh, we'll begin Right off the bat, Jason's got some sort of a science update for us or one of his days, national, international days or whatever it is. Something. Something for us. Right, Jay? (laughs) Yeah, yesterday, uh, no, the 12th. Was that
3: uh, Monday? um, An international team of astronomers has announced the second ever discovery of a uh, uh, Tatooine-type planet uh, system.
1: Wait today was flag day
3: oh was it the yeah. four- yes mm-hmm. june the 14th yeah yeah we used to have to uh
0: do marching band for the saratoga oh was there a parade flag day parade I right think. i remember that yeah all the parades were always like at the hottest part of the year yeah <laughs> It was like i mean wearing those the, ridiculous get-ups oh man yeah The cummerbunds
3: <laughs> the overalls too <laughs>
0: <laughs> that yeah yeah, those it pants were like fit, made right? out of like three layers of wool. It was horrific. Yeah, yeah. And the hats, hats that didn't fit right—you <laughs> yeah, move your head <laughs> at all, and, like, and it like starts to fall off, huh? and it's like off to the side, and yeah. you're like your neck is twitching from the muscles trying to hold it up.
1: <laughs> okay, move on. I think there was a feather
0: in, <laughs> feather in the cap. Yep. Um, Have you ever had to wear a cummerbund, Lila?
1: Dad. <laughs>
3: Are you in yes? marching band yet? You're
1: getting off track. <laughs>
3: When does marching band start for you?
1: What do you mean? Oh, you don't marching band. There's no I mean marching band, band in your school, but no marching band. Oh wow.
0: No. Okay.
3: Maybe in high school. Who knows?
0: All right. So it's International uh, Cummerbund Day, right? <laughs> it's no, no, it's, it's <laughs> not.
3: Well, maybe. My know. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplanetary circumbinary system. Oh, okay. Uh, so basically, it's in, you know how our planet, our solar system, has one star. Yeah. This solar system has two stars. Oh, cool. And they found a planet.
1: Meaning like two suns?
3: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Um that's cool. A, they found a planet uh going around it. And uh the newly discovered planet, Lila, you like this. It's called Bebop.
1: <laughs> I love that.
3: Bebop? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Which stands for binaries, so that the two suns yeah. escorted by orbiting planets. <laughs> <laughs> Bebop. Um, so they they were working on this um, in 2020, but then these uh, satellites in Chile, mm. the country, not the soup, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of COVID, they shut down like for six months. Oh, yeah. Like no one to operate them or yeah, something yeah. or to observe. Yeah. So they missed like a big observation of... Oh,
0: right, planetary system. Yeah, because you can only see that stuff periodically. Yeah, until right? so like, so, yeah, like a something. year and a half later. Like, they all right, let's get back in the office. Yeah, <laughs> watch for eighteen months and see if it happens again. <laughs> um, so there you go. And they they had found I think like at least one
3: other um, binary system. Yeah, that's cool.
1: That's really cool.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's really cool. I mean, imagine how cool that would look if you were on that planet. Oh It'd yeah, be very
1: know? bright. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, you see it in Star Wars, but... Right. I guess it would look just like it does in Star Wars. Yeah, I <laughs>
1: well, I've we'll never seen watch. Star Wars, so I don't know what it looks like.
0: All right. Well, there you go. We have to watch the clip. We'll, yeah. A new, uh, a new hope. The original. The OG. What, what uh, number is that in the sequence? Technically, episode four. <laughs> oh, okay. But was that where it goes back and it's like before the other stuff? It was the very first one, 1977. Oh, all right. But yep. they called it episode four. Right.
3: I guess he always had the prequel in mind or something.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. You always got to be ready for more movies <laughs> yeah. in case yeah. you have a good one. right? This is
3: episode 32, but... Of the,
0: <laughs> you know. Why did we start with episode one? That's silly. We should have started with, you know, episode 47 or something like that. right? You know?
3: Then we could do flashbacks. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode seven is a flashback to when we were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. I just blew your mind. Yeah, yeah. It, it,
1: not very mind blowing. This is weird. <laughs> it's, just, it's
0: just weird.
2: Yeah. Why? All right, I'll
0: take either. Well, thank you for that update from the stars, Jason. Literally, the two stars. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, all right, so it's time for the mind of the middle schooler. What do you have for us tonight, Ooh. Lila? <laughs> she loves this part of the
2: episode. Okay, <laughs> so today
1: um, I'm going to be thinking about, I don't really know what to call it. Talking about, not thinking about. I don't, know what to, I don't really know what to call it. It's like, When you see something, what you think. So, like, perhaps you see, like, like, okay, so, uh, let me try this again. (laughs) If you (laughs) see, so, when we, as humans, how our brains work is that when we see certain things, we immediately, like, jump to conclusions or think about certain things. Such as, like, like if you saw a picture of a moon over like a lake at night, Mm -hmm. you would probably think, Oh, what a calming, what calm, like what a calming picture or like this would be calming to be there. But then again, if you think about it, it could not be true because there could be many predators over there (laughs) and, um, there could be like bugs and stuff and they would bite you. And so it's not always going to be what we think it is. Like, it could not be calming. It could just be like, hey, bug, get off of me, like, every two seconds. And then you wouldn't be able to enjoy the moon. Um, like, a, a lot of times when people think of sharks, they think they're, like, evil, yeah. deadly animals. Right. But as, like, with a lot of animals, they don't really try to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Like, most animals are more scared of you than you are of them.
0: Yeah. And there are certain kinds of sharks that are pretty tame, actually. There's only certain yeah. kinds and in certain situations that are dangerous, I think. Yeah. Right? I remember watching a YouTube, like, uh, show, like, series on YouTube about this couple that was sailing around Australia. And No, not Ron sailing. Something
1: else. Oh. Isn't yeah. that the people with the...
0: Kid or whatever. Yeah, Ron has kids, but this anyway. But they were in Australia. There's, I don't know if this is true for every part of Australia, but where they were sailing, there's sharks in the water, but they can swim with them because they're not dangerous kinds of sharks. Which I, was like really weird to me. They're like they're swimming and they're going fishing and stuff, you know. And it's like, what? Yeah. Th- that's a shark uh, on your GoPro video. And it's like, yeah, they're just swimming with it. It's not a big finding deal. the <laughs> mushrooms that won't kill you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's finding sharks that won't kill you. It's the same as finding mushrooms that won't kill you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that—that that is pretty neat. And I think that's a neat thing that um, I wonder, too, with I'm those things. What? I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not done yet.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was going to comment on what you had said. No,
1: you can comment. Oh, I can. Yeah.
0: Okay, I was he going to likes say, to do that. During, yeah, but yeah, I don't think he likes <laughs> to do is segments. take
1: things out very, very long. So I didn't want that to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> okay,
0: all right. Yeah. Quick comments. Yes, yeah, so quick comment. I just wonder if those those associations that we have when we look at something, and if if that is like learned, right? If it's something that we, you know, we learn by like somebody teaches us that, you know, something is dangerous or something is calming, or if it's just ingrained, you know, or if there's you know it could go either way sometimes i don't know but
1: I- yeah like uh, like 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 a lot of things are things that will also you you can't let those things get into your head like a lot of thing a lot of times they can like really help like if you're looking at like a picture of a calming moon night again like that could help you relax or something like if you're looking at like certain things that could help you, like, relax. But it's... I think it's better not to pay attention to those things because this happened to me, actually. So, for instance, if you look at roller coasters, you usually think they're pretty scary. And that's why I didn't go on a roller coaster until I was 11. So, um... And the, I turned out really loving them, except for, um, obviously, the most intense in North America. It's hard for people to like that one. <laughs> Somehow my dad loves it. But, um, yep. but like, I love roller coasters now. Like, I'm a roller coaster person now, I guess you could say. So, like, if you... Because, like, I mean, it's uh, it was also with the help of my dad and my grandparents, like, convincing me to do it. And, like, I was, I just, I just did it. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's why you don't really, that's why I don't think you should always listen to those thoughts and, dare I say, like, maybe stereotypes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um Because they can lead you to, like, places that you, in the future, will be like... Darn I should have done that earlier. Mm -hmm. And like if you grow fears from like just things that you see, like this is like don't judge a book by its cover. Cause like if you like grow like fears or thoughts or stereotypes from what you see, then it could like potentially make you not ever want to do those things. And then you find out later in life that you actually really love them or mm-hmm. they're like thrilling or fun, and you missed out on them half your life. So.
0: Yeah, cool. I, wonderful. Thank you for that. Uh, those great life lessons. Yeah, I, I was just, It was a similar thing for me. It, I, it was a while before I went on a roller coaster. I think I waited until like maybe sixth or seventh grade because I was afraid the whole time too. But then I had a friend who said uh, he would take me to the park for free, but I'd have to ride the roller coasters with him. So I did. Hmm. And I realized I like them. So, yeah. Cool. So, uh, Jason, do you have a question for our middle schooler tonight? I do. Oh,
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: Uh, which way is up?
1: Dude. <laughs> i not a
0: preschooler. Oh, she's not a preschooler. It's not the mind, well, of, the not the mind of the preschooler, Uncle Jay.
2: <laughs>
3: How old
1: are you now? But Time flies. No, wait, 12. <laughs> um. Oh. Wait. How do I explain that without using the word "up"?
0: <laughs> ah, tricky.
3: Oh yeah. It's like playing taboo. You can't, you can't, say, you the can't say the word. You can't say the word
1: "up" in the question. I love it. <laughs> um, it's like, No one can't say that. Um, the death. Definition of up that way.
3: It's that way. Let the record show. <laughs>
0: it is that way. Looking at the ceiling. She looked at the ceiling and said that way. Yeah. That w- that's the way that is up?
1: The way that is up is going the opposite way way of gravity and facing the solar system going towards or facing the sky or outer space
2: okay
3: what if I ask a follow up question to the first one sure go ahead Uh, can south be up (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I suppose.
0: So like people say they're going down south, but can they say they're going up south? Wait. Yeah, you don't really hear people Hold say on. I'm going to
2: go up south.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Dad. What? Can you point to which way in this room is north?
0: Which way is north? Yeah. It's like, like that.
1: Okay, so over there is north. So north on a map would <laughs> be the part that's facing up, right? Yeah, yeah. North is a like okay, kind of an angle. Okay, so no, south cannot, because the south is on the bottom and you're facing down. Wait, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, it's not just on a map though, because I. Oh, you broke me
0: I think yeah <laughs> you did it it's official no because she's been stumped
1: because if you go like because if you're eh, if you're on a map it's always if you have a good map it's always going down down south yeah mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose if you' uh. <laughs> 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 I suppose if you are uh, like here where we are and south is like 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 down, it, it could be like um like the poles. Would be, or whatever poles on the bottom Mm. is up but facing south to us. (laughs) I think I got it.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for wrestling with that. Yeah, that was quite a question. Mm. Up south. Up south. He's going to go up south for vacation. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Sounds good. I mean, I
1: suppose because. Wait, never mind.
0: Well, we went south for our vacation, but we had to go on an airplane, which went up. Mm. Oh, so we went a up, loophole. We went up and south. Yes, <laughs> yes, a wormhole. <laughs> a wormhole. Okay. okay. The slipstream, cool. yeah.
1: You <laughs> made awesome. me tired, Uncle Jason. Well,
0: well, that's good because it's time for you to go to bed. Uh, segue. <laughs> mm. Thank you for the <laughs> mind of the middle schooler tonight, Lila.
1: You're welcome.
0: We love having you on the show. You're and, welcome, um, bro. Time to go get tucked, and I can't, uh, though. I'll see you in the morning, okay? Bye, bro. Good night. Have that long commute to school. Oh, we better do some cramming right now, get, hey, get all studied yeah, up. Isn't all right. Good night. Isn't school over? It's like a final exam. Yeah, this is the big one. That sounds terrible. The big one. Yep. I thought my tomorrow was not great. I have to go yeah. to class. Yeah. But um, I don't have a test. You don't have a math test. No, that's the worst <laughs> That's the worst kind of day. Yeah. yeah. It it starts off with a of the math ruins test. Ruins a day really easy. I guess she didn't have any homework because of that, though. So there's, you know, oh, there's this little silver lining in mm-hmm. the midst of that. Storms. Yeah. Yeah. So, how are you doing, brother? Well, she, she used the
3: phrase, jump to conclusions. Yeah. And uh, made me think of office space. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy who has the
3: yeah. jump to conclusions right. mat. Right, right, right. It's a, it's a mat that has conclusions on it. <laughs> you can jump to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I yeah, don't know. That's, it's great. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
3: nobody, apparently, nobody has said that phrase in my
0: presence. In, like in, a a while, decade, in a while. In a while. I wonder if you I bet you can I bet you can get one online now.
3: Oh I yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, can yeah, you I was looking them up when she was <laughs> That's sharing. awesome.
0: We'll have to link to it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> People can buy a jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> what are the conclusions on it? <laughs> did, it uh, did it show the conclusions? It did. That's I awesome. If I saved the... Oh man.
3: Yeah. Think again. <coughs> go wild. Oh. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. One step back <laughs> could be
0: so it's like a magic eight ball. Jump again, yeah. jump again. That's not a conclusion. <laughs> no. Yeah, these
3: aren't really conclusions. That doesn't conclude
0: anything. Think on it. That's not. Nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good stuff from the from the middle schooler there. Yeah. Yeah. how's your week going made it to a wednesday night again that's always good yeah yeah Yeah, i was just playing at a uh farmer's market you Uh,
3: played some guitar today did you a weekday but it was raining so uh oh yeah it was very sparse (laughs) i can imagine it would be
0: yeah but but it's still fun yeah that's good is your is your pay based on how many people go through you have to get like tip dollars or yeah, yeah they
3: uh they pay with uh vendors sort of filling a wagon
0: oh yeah of wares oh nice wagon of wares yes a wear wagon yeah <laughs> wear wagon <laughs> yeah you gotta be careful wagon. what the moon is when, <laughs> when you get the wear wagon out
3: <laughs> um so yeah i got some of those um there's a greek f- food uh tent oh and they yeah. have those uh stuffed grape leaves oh yeah or whatever—I don't know if they're stuffed or what they call them, but yeah, there's like feta. And yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's good.
0: It helps on the grocery budget.
2: i yeah. doing mm-hmm. something
0: like that. <laughs> yeah, I got a bunch of kale and yeah, arugula. And nice. Yeah, so you'd be very healthy and regular now. Yeah, because you cucumbers. played there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be uh, just munching on greens. Yeah,
3: I'm live the uh, live the the rabbit life.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can start. You got to get a juicer now, you can make kale juice and <laughs> drink that. Is a great.
3: juicer different than a a like a blender? Yes, very much. Really,
0: I don't know why, but I think yes.
3: One makes juice. The other thing makes something really close to juice.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One makes juice, the other makes smoothies. That's the biggest <laughs> difference. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want... Yeah. When you're going for juice, you don't want a smoothie. You know?
3: Right. I don't really like juice, though. I guess well, I'd rather then you better them. get a blender.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not a juicer. <laughs> I don't know how good uh, kale juice is, anyway. Yeah. No. It depends on how you season it, I think. It's <laughs> important. Um okay, so moving right along. Uh we don't have any uh emails this week. Do we have anything on any uh communications on the socials? This uh, week? We did. We did. I if I were better at this, I would have had them already up. You are a social media guru. Remember that's your official <laughs> subtitle. Yeah. Co host and social media guru. Just like I'm the audio guru, so when things screw up, it's my fault.
3: <laughs> uh yeah. So we had a uh a comment on facebook for um your episode last week it was uh
0: not as much math was the <laughs> <laughs> was the comment not as much math yeah, yeah. and more flirtatious planets yeah uh-huh. that's what we had last week
3: i believe there was a there was an instagram comment too oh really these happened kind of earlier um in the week you know our week goes yeah yeah thursday to wednesday or yeah. wednesday to tuesday
0: yeah, is this our is this our Monday or our Friday? I can't tell. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. roll, rolling into the studio at eight thirty. Is that like Monday morning at Music of the Spheres Studios? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, um,
3: oh, maybe it was on. Somebody commented on Natural Ice.
0: I, natty, <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, you left you left that here and it was responsible for at least one, one of my headaches this past week. <laughs> <laughs> so so thank you. Thank you, brother, for that. No,
3: but you uh you got the you got the
0: natty. I brought the ice house. Oh, that's right. I got the natty, didn't I? Yeah. That was my my own doing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> you just got us on the you got us on the ice beer kick, is what happened. That's right, yeah. Um
3: I guess I don't know what, where it was, but it said, uh, I, I wish I could find it so I could do it verbatim. Oh, maybe they commented on the picture itself.
0: Oh, see? Look oh, at you. I don't know. <laughs> they, I think they have seminars for these kind of things, you know? Right. I, <laughs> I signed us up for a podcasting seminar and then I forgot to go to it. It was free. So. Oh, like an
3: online... Uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: Spotify had one. Because oh, okay. we're on Spotify, you know, and they sent it to like Spotify for podcasters. But I forgot to go to it. Because it was Pacific time. And I got the time all mixed up. I was like, oh, I missed that. Forget about <laughs> it. And then I got an email later and it said, no, it's starting right now. And I was already doing something else. So I couldn't go to it. But oh, I guess okay. I can watch it. I think I can watch it afterwards. So I might watch that and then we'll figure out how to podcast. The problem is I post, I post these things to too many... Like post it to... Uh, the
3: podcast account yeah on both Facebook and Instagram and yeah. then I post it to my personal yeah accounts so yeah when these comments come in I'm not a I am not I can not quite remember where they come from
2: mm-hmm it's like
3: part of the problem oh here it is it was it was in stories on mm-hmm. our um it was uh tom uh, uh Waddy, oh okay uh, <laughs> He commented uh, on the Natty Ice picture specifically, Dear Lord, (laughs) they still make that. (laughs) College beer of the late 90s. My stomach clenched just seeing a picture of the can. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I wanted to read that. I knew it was funny. Yeah,
0: yeah. My stomach did okay. It was my head the next morning. (laughs) It's something about the... The extra yeah, I think it's the, bit of, I think it's the kind of alcohols that get concentrated in a beer like that. Right. Yeah. I think it's just it, concent- it,
3: it did seriously have like a watered down
0: yeah. whiskey sort yeah. of
3: like thing going on.
0: Right. And you know what beers like that? They actually I'm pretty sure they use a technique called high gravity brewing. Are you familiar with that technique? Mm, no okay. I've, I've heard zero
3: gravity
0: <laughs> right that's a brewery uh, a yeah. fantastic one of my probably my favorite yeah, that's, that's favorite my brewery favorite. in vermont yeah for sure is um is uh, zero grav as this as, as the locals call it um zg yeah um but it's uh yeah so high gravity brewing is um where you you try to uh maximize your tank space right You'd get the most out of the tanks that you have, and get the most out of your brew house, right? So you might have a big, bright tank, right, which is the, where the finished beer goes. But your fermenters might be smaller because they're more complex, right? Or they all might be the same size, but your brew house might be smaller than a than a big tank would be. So what you do is you make uh, a high gravity beer. Gravity is how they measure the you know the alcohol content of it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so high gravity would be a higher alcohol content beer right. and then you water it back down you cut it with water to get it down to the you know the alcohol content you're looking for so if they want to you know an ice beer coming out at 5.9 percent who knows they might brew it at 10 percent. you know it's like a, almost like a barley wine right mm-hmm. 10 or 12 or 15 percent alcohol in the fermenter right so it ferments at that that higher alcohol content and then you can get three times the beer out of it when you Take that and you, you know, put it in with water and put it into the thing and you water it back down. So it's 5.9% and you put carbonation in it and there you go.
2: Wow.
0: Right. So it's high gravity brewing. A lot of, a lot of big breweries will do that so that they, you know, so they can maximize their kettle, um, at their, bre- their brewing, you know, their brew house. Right? right. So you can't, you know, oftentimes the fermenters are bigger than the, the brewery itself. So that's, but what happens in that process is why a lot of craft brewers don't do it. What happens in that process is the fermentation that takes place at that you know when it's a higher alcohol content, it actually changes the flavor profile and it creates different kinds of alcohols mm-hmm. sometimes when it's fermenting high like that um, so it, it you definitely get a different product yeah. so hmm. you have to be careful with it because you you change the flavor of your beer, yeah, you know but if you're brewing an ice beer and, and you don't care then that's what you do <laughs> right. so so it might not only be that it's concentrated by the ice process but they might also be brewing higher gravity so it ferments these higher alcohols which you know give you a headache faster you know and hmm. and then they concentrate them by icing the beer you know so you get concentrated higher alcohols when you drink it yeah which is why it's you know it's cheap cheaper to produce you know because they don't have to it doesn't take as much tank space you know and you can do one one batch of beer and get three essentially three batches of beer out of it depending on mm-hmm. you know how high of a gravity brew you do so right. yeah high gravity brewing yeah. now we do that only to a small degree we brew a couple of we'd brew like one point high one or two points high in the kettle um, just because our fermenters have a lot of headspace so we want to we want to get the most out of our fermenters so um, and it's easier we add just a, a little bit of uh, water in the uh, in the kettle at the end of the boil not in the not in the finished beer so that's a different that's that's you know boiling to a higher gravity and then cutting it down to the starting gravity that you want with warm water in the whirlpool that's that's what a lot of craft brewers will do just to dial in their starting gravities to where they want them Hmm. but it's not true high gravity brewing is fermenting it at a higher gravity and then cutting it with water cutting the finished product with water yeah so we don't do that but but we do brew a little high in the kettle Hmm. in case you cared about that <laughs> there you the go trade. there you go uh that's your beer lesson for the night i guess wow. so, yeah getting a lot of different uh different segments here and yeah them. yeah <laughs> yeah but that's i think why you get a headache from that so. or your stomach clenches one yeah. or the other so <laughs> thank you Waddy, for uh for sharing some wisdom that would have come in handy to me <laughs> last week <laughs> but i hear about it now <laughs> uh cool um well i guess uh i guess that's everything we can probably just grab some beer out of this cooler right there do oh yeah you, you want to get it or yeah are, you able, so. to, are you able you to get over there easy access you can share with us what uh what you brought tonight i think i got a i think i got a hint when i saw it come in it looks like we're going north of the border and uh on this particular episode this is actually this is actually one of my one of my favorite lager beers Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Jason has brought beer that defies the odds. Um, It was founded in 1867, born uh, with Canada. Six generations later, they're the oldest independent brewery in the country of Canada. So they're like, it's like Canada's Yingling. Mm -hmm. Yingling is America's oldest brewery. And uh, what, were you, what you're holding in your hand right now, Jason, is moose head lager. Canadian lager with a big... Well, you, you wouldn't guess it, but it's got a moose head right there on <laughs> the front. <laughs> Established 1867. Uh, and on the back is a beautiful Canadian maple leaf. Um, it's very woodsy in color. It's mm-hmm. got like that hunter green, forest green kind of color on the top. Yep. And then uh, yeah, a little red line. That red line through the middle must be... The red from the Canadian flag, right? It's gotta be the oh, same. Oh yeah, red, probably right? a little yep. nod to yep. Canada there.
3: Green from the pine.
0: Yep. And then uh a little red to the Yeah. To the and uh, you know, we gave a little shout out to our friends north of the border last week because they were dealing with those terrible <laughs> yeah. fires. So uh-huh. you know, and we're drinking their beer in their in their honor. And, yeah, kind week. of their honor. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Nice um, move, man. So well I was looking up. Such a the, classy guy, Jason. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, but um, you're such a classy guy,
3: <laughs> oh, right? <Yeah. laughs> I haven't heard that before. Uh, I, I looked on the uh, the distributor list, I like, oh, yeah, I gotta, you know, trying to keep it in the family, right? Right, right, right.
0: yeah, because um, we, we were actually out of the book a little bit, and there are a couple of those, yeah, some of those were, beers. were a little, uh, yeah, yeah, got a little, a little <laughs>
3: <laughs> crazy. Um, but there it was, sitting sitting right there. I was like, I don't think we've had this yet. Um, I think I would have remembered this yeah. and then I had to, and they do this really helpful thing where you can like, they'll show you where it's selling
0: right now. Oh, right. Like, that's oh cool. yeah,
3: I have to drive right past that place. Nice. Uh, and so went over and that's super cool. Picked it up yeah. and it, it, in the, in their description on the website, it had the word, uh,
0: golden. Like, yeah. You know, like right, right. hello. Oh, so they, they right call it a name. golden lager then i think so i think it is just a well we're about to find out i think it's a slight bit darker um and you know the places you can get it on draft here in our area for sure there's a few places that have it on draft not a lot but um there's three places that always have it on draft and it's the uh the tipsy moose locations there's three of them yeah Cause it's you know moose and vodka, so you got to have oh. it on draft at the Tipsy Moose. So
3: they have three locations now.
0: Yeah, wow. and actually, they um, the ownership owns m- like six, maybe seven. They're going to open up another place soon too. So there's a bunch of them, but yeah, wow. they uh, they have three actual Tipsy Moose's. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Albany, Latham, and there's one in Troy.
3: Oh, as well,
0: yeah. South Troy, down by where the near where the ballpark is, where the Valley Cats play. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's open this up. I want to see what it tastes like. Last I time I had I've one, had I was on a work with with a guy up in, we were right around the Great Sagondaga Lake at a place that used to be called Captain Naughty's and now it's something else.
3: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Naughty like N-A-U-T-I because oh. it's by the lake, right? Captain Naughty. Yeah, it's not called that anymore. It's which is too bad. <laughs> but uh, they had they had this in bottles there, so we got a couple of bottles of Moosehead Lager. Yeah, I, I had a choice of uh, bottles
3: or, or cans, and oh yeah, we went with the can. Yeah, I mean the, the seals seals freshness, right? Oh yeah, look at that; it's bright and clear. Wow, yeah, that is. It's like the yeah, you know, like the
0: forests of of Canada, right? Yeah,
3: it's like yeah
0: wow that is lovely absolutely no head retention at all it went away completely which which is actually pretty typical for most of these light lagers right i wonder if it's an adjunct i wonder if they have any adjuncts in it It usually like you could
3: probably tell somebody you're drinking some apple juice
0: right it looks like it doesn't it yeah Mm -hmm. let's see oh cool it is it is actually imported um, so they do brew it in Canada at, uh, St. John, um, what was it, NB and what NB St. John comma N N B NB. Uh, I don't know. Well, here Brewed we go. Brewed and uh, canned by Moosehead breweries. Beautiful. You
3: know, Light bodied golden lager. This premium lager walks a delicate balance between malt sweetness and hop bitterness. It mm-hmm. is made using only quality ingredients, including 100% Canadian barley malt and naturally pure spruce lake water. Cool. That's what uh, de Crescenti has to say about it. Oh, okay.
0: <clears throat> pure spruce lake water. Right. That's cool. Yeah, it's... Uh It's actually really nice. It is. I mean, they say that it's balanced, but it really is. I mean, you get that malt profile. It's not as thin as some of the light lagers we have, which I think is nice. You know, right? It it looks way thinner. Yeah, it it looks it looks bright and looks very yellow. But then you sip it and it's like there's a little bit of malt Mm -hmm. body to it.
3: Yeah, yeah. When I when I saw you pour it, I was like, oh, it's gonna taste like like a you know Coors Light or something. Yeah, Uh, but not
0: not anything like it. No. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing the variance between these beers as we've been doing this now mm-hmm. 32, 32 times. I know. Yeah, you know, we've gone through thirty-two different yellowish beers, and you know, you look at light lager, light lager, light lager. You're like they're all going to be the same, you know. But there is there is noticeable variance across them. Yeah, this one has like almost a creamy. Uh, it does. Yeah, mouthfeel.
3: It's yeah. It's almost like it's uh, on the border
0: mm-hmm. of yeah. cream ale. But it but it finishes cleaner than like jenny cream. Like jenny cream has that sweeter finish, mm-hmm. you know? It kind of it's more round and not as crisp. Is that the the lagering? Is that a verb? Yeah, this would be yeah, this is definitely because of it's it's just a straight lager. You're always gonna get a more crisp finish out of right. a lager. Yeah. We actually have a new a new beer that we're working on at the brewery. It's in the uh Wolfhead. Yes. Yeah, why didn't we think of that? <laughs> uh it's called Cold Weather Lager. That's the name of the beer. Um so we brewed it in June, like you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, how do you expect it to be ready for cold weather? Yeah, yeah. It's a test batch. It's a test batch for our our upcoming winter seasonal. Um we're going to try it for that. And it's a, it's very similar to like a it's like an amber ale. Kind of recipe almost, but we lagered it, so we brewed it with lager yeast. Hmm. So it's somewhere between like an amber and like a like an American Oktoberfest, which is more orangey and malty. And this one is like, you know, hmm. but we just lager it. I mean, it's amazing what the lager will do as far as creating a you know sort of clean, crisp finish. Yeah. So this beer is actually really good because I I think it's like yeah, it's really good. This this moosehead lager I'm talking about is you know it's really good just because it's got that that balance of you know you get that nice sort of bright green flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's definitely a malt profile, a little malt backbone to it, but then it sweeps right away nice and clean. That's great. Yeah, if we had been
3: ranking them, which we have not. Yeah. You no, know, we'll have to go back and drink all of them again. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should do <laughs> start a... Start ranking them.
0: <laughs> well, we could do an episode like that that's just that sometime, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> we'll do the beer soda. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this would be up there.
3: So yeah, for yeah. Me, I mean... Probably won't give you a headache. Well, I guess we'll find out
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you leave some here for me.
3: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: yeah Yeah. i'll have to do the headache test jason (laughs) we don't really know until i drink a bunch of them and wake up in the morning and see how i feel (laughs) then we'll know
3: (laughs) you're gonna have to walk yourself to
0: school although
3: she probably would anyway
0: yes she won't let me out the door on her way to school really she was like get back there yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. she does not want anyone to see me
3: yeah well i heard uh i mean uh before the show pre-show meeting uh uh, you, you're very cringy. I am cringy. So. In case, yes, she said you it enough avoid on the show. The, yes,
0: avoid the cringe. We know how cringy I can be. You know, our <laughs> listeners know very much because they cringe all the time <laughs> when I'm talking. All right. Well, uh, Moosehead Lager. It's a home run. Nice job, Jay. Mm-hmm. And now we're north of the border, so maybe we can uh, mm-hmm. hit some other Canadian beers. Have we have we done anything well, we from did, Canada? Uh, we yet? did Molson. Oh, that's right, um, Molson. But I think just was a regular Molson it. Canadian was that brewed in I think that yeah I Canada? think that was actually brewed no that might have Colorado. been Colorado that might have been brewed in Milwaukee I'll have to look but yeah alright so let's hit some north of the border beers for the next few I uh, think there's a lot of good stuff coming from Canada so great Uh I guess that concludes segment number one here of episode 32. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with Jason's presentation. Thanks for sticking with us here on the music of the spheres podcast.
3: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of gravity right there. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. I know which way is down. Down here, it's is toward the table <laughs> <laughs> from above it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact direction yes. that gravity is going because yeah. it just stole stole my phone right out of my hand. <laughs>
3: that was a interesting part of what Lila said about yeah. You know, like, I don't know what other like sixth grader would uh, you know talk about gravity when
0: yeah Once when somebody asked them about up and Yeah I thought that was pretty cool Because hmm. that's kind of what I That's what I would have started thinking about Is you know Gravity And sort of The direction that gravity pulls things Being mm-hmm. you know What we think of as down Right So that's what I would have said You know And she said the same thing Right So I couldn't come up with anything better Well then you just started talking about All the gravity beer High gravity Oh yeah, right that's true Zero gravity <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a high gravity
0: chair that you're sitting in. Yes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. It's a high gravity zone over here. <laughs> Feeling lots of gravity right now. There have been times, yes, where gravity, you feel it more <laughs> than others. Yeah. yeah, I hear it's uh, working against us. Yeah. And yeah. John Mayer said that. Yeah. In nice. a song called Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> he also said, Your body is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He Which did. I disagree with, John. <laughs>
3: I don't think he said his body is a wonderland. I
0: no, it's yours. <laughs> That's the word of the song. Your body. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to you. Oh,
3: <laughs> I thought you meant he was talking about himself.
0: No, no. I
3: like no. or you were talking back to him. Like yes. your body, John.
0: Yeah. Yes. Whose body is it? <laughs> <It's> which? Yes. <laughs> uh, body of water, perhaps. Mm. You know, maybe he's talking about the you know a lake that he really likes could be yes i don't know
3: it's yeah. been a while There, he did have this cool song um about the body and the blood or something oh really like a newer newer song huh it's more like uh folksy really Fo- folky yeah folksy
0: what's the right phrase for that folksy i would say i would put the s in there yeah yeah, yeah. so i think a folky is like a person mm. that's into the folk scene. They're a folky.
2: <laughs> What'd you call me? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And then if that person is somebody's mom, you know, then you can never, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to have to put the uh, explicit the tag explicit, on, this, yeah. on this episode.
3: <laughs> but sometimes you never know like where the, the S should be in certain
0: words. Like if you want to talk about. Like in the word sandwich. Is that the <laughs> difficult one sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> is it and witches? And
3: And I don't know. I was thinking about if you have um, multiple cul de sacs, it's calls de sac? No. It is. Wow. Yeah. It's like sisters in law,
0: having a sister in law, and there's right. multiple ones of them. Yeah. Or uh, attorneys general. Yes. <laughs> Just in general. Just in general, there's attorneys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: and then uh, if we're talking baseball, it's it really should be R's B-I. Right. Runs
0: batted in. Yeah. Yep. yep. Which is why there's that big argument <laughs> in the sports world of when people say, you know, he has 10 R-B-I, right? Uh-huh. Or R-B-I's. Like they, you know, they argue over it if you should you know pluralize it or not or right. if you just say 10 RBI 25 RBI if the right? R is already stands right. for runs runs batted in yeah. right so it's just RBI but you know it's a one it's one unit thing right, right. so you can have 10 RBIs right or do you have 10 RBI yeah but but announcers will actually argue i've heard them arguing before <laughs> about how do you say it you know are you an RBI or RBIs kind of person you know they'll say mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that I think I've made
3: up my mind. I think I'm a I think I'm a R B I.
0: Yeah. I oh. I like the ribeye, actually. That's my favorite. Ribeye. Yes, yes. Because it's you know, steak.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Ribby. I I like yeah. Yes. There's the there's saying ribeye just quicker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ribby. And
0: ribby. Yeah.
3: Well, uh that was quite the intro to segment yeah. two. Yeah. That's but great. this is uh this is a sort of very special episode.
0: Oh, it's a special episode.
3: Yeah. I mean, not only because I'm presenting.
0: Of course. Of course. But it's. A f- is it also because your body is a wonderland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that would be any different now than all the other episodes you've been on. <laughs> I have less gravity
3: working against me, so I appear younger. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is the first time that the beer selection then uh, pointed me toward a topic. No way, really. Since I picked the beer out, I didn't pick it up until um, Tuesday. But okay. I, I picked it out on like, yeah. Friday, right? So then I was like, "Oh, I could probably like just go with the the beer selection." And okay, nice. Yep. Put a topic around it. So this is very all very thematic. Nice. You know, like Look a, at you tying this this whole like thing a, together. Like a worship service, you know? Right, like right, right. Keep everything. Yeah. Hymns make sense with the scripture. And, yeah. Yeah. You
0: know? And then the sermon makes sense with the scripture, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which is when, very rare when, when I'm lucky. preaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did, why did he start talking about yeah. sandwiches again? Yeah, remember
3: that passage about John? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about moose head lager now. And
0: deviled eggs. <laughs> Let's go.
3: Yeah, there's eggs in the Bible, Easter. Yeah.
0: I think I probably, that's probably the food I mentioned the most in my preaching, is deviled eggs.
2: It seems like Which, it, and I've yeah. only
0: been, yeah. been with yeah. you for like a month and right. a half. Yeah. I, wh- what am I trying to weave in there? Deviled eggs. You know? Come on, oh, man. gotta it's a I gotta subliminal be message. i got to be careful. You yeah. know? I'm going to be <laughs> nailed for blasphemy here if <laughs> I keep talking about deviled <laughs> eggs in my sermons. What about the regular eggs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about the
3: angeled ones? <laughs> Do you have any sainted eggs? Uh, angel food cake must have eggs in it, doesn't it? Or No. Uh, Mhm I don't think it because does because it gets well, so fluffy. I yeah. You would think there'd be like a got, maybe. meringue yeah. type of thing yeah. happening there. could <laughs> <Good, good. laughs> What about martyred eggs? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we do those.
2: <laughs> Isn't that what happens on Halloween? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, to the guy down the street who nobody likes, yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
0: I don't think we're going to get to your topic tonight.
3: <laughs> what is my topic yes. anyway?
0: It's Moosehead Lager. You already said <laughs> uh, You're just uh, trying to get out of this episode, aren't you? <laughs> I, I, I don't actually have anything prepared. If I just joke long enough, the segment will be over. <laughs> Jordan
3: will respond.
0: <laughs> It's like when, it's like when you go into that, that one class where the teacher rambles a lot, and you just got to get them started on one question, right, and then yeah. they just they just go for the whole. Period. Where do zippers come from? <laughs> <laughs> and you're all looking around at your friends, like give them a thumbs yeah. up, because he's like, "Oh, I've been wanting to talk about this." <laughs> when I was a haberdasher,
3: <laughs> that's buttons. Yes. Is that right?
0: I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard the term haberdasher before. Well, we'll look it
3: up in, in between segments. <laughs> if this if this one ever starts, I don't know. Yeah, this segment is already this over. segment, actually. like, 1.2. <laughs> uh, no, so the, the real topic is sort of, like, the perception of uh, direction. Namely, like, north, south, east, west. Um, it all seems... I guess, like, if you really sort of start to break it down, mm-hmm. it seems really arbitrary. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. as we kind of, that's kind of what the questions were to Lila is like, well, mm-hmm. is north really up? Right. Um, could south be up? Right. And she did say something curious about, like, walking to the poles. Yeah. Right. Where, like, right. you know, if you get to the north pole and you keep going the same way, you you were headed north, but then you're... Like right headed south, Um, you know, Uh, that's cool. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Kind of things like that. So um, I did a little just Googling. So it's not like based on any specific book or anything. But um, this was kind of a interesting place to start. Um, Some of the very earliest Egyptian maps show uh, south as up. Presumably because uh, the Nile flows north. And oh. so it was like flowing with the force of gravity. Um, so it was like coming from the south, going north. So like gravity was like right pushing it yeah. north. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you kind of have early, early Egyptian thought was like, oh, yeah, like south could be up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So you got that kind of stuff. Um, there's, um, maps that have no real up or down, um, kind of pictures and words faced in all sorts of directions in, uh, sort of like when they were doing navigational maps of the Mediterranean sea, Mm um, But they all included a a compass rose with um, some clearly defined directions. But um, there was the... When uh, they found Earth's... um, Oh, okay, here it is. The uh, Chinese developed a convention... Um, to use compasses for navigation of the sea um, but by the time Europeans adopted the compass, they were already experienced in navigating with reference to the north star mm. mm-hmm. um the one point in the heavens that remains fixed anywhere in the northern hemisphere. And we'll talk more about that in okay, a little bit um but they so the mariners they saw the compass as like this artificial replacement. For the north star on on cloudy nights, oh right, um, right. and they could even like they would even assume the pole of the star itself drew the needle north oh right <laughs> they didn't they didn't know about the gravity
0: field right, the magnetic field, yeah um yeah, the magnetic field, oh, that's cool, so they were so comfortable navigating by the stars and knowing how that worked mm-hmm. that the compass was just like eh that's when we can't see the star right or or maybe during the day right mm-hmm. cuz this i mean i don't know a lot about yeah you know stellar navigation that um you know that is done out on the ocean but i mean i i know that there's people who are very good at it and have mm-hmm. you know figured it out and are able to use it without even having a compass but then, what do you do during the day? <laughs> I guess I always, run or, you know, it's like yeah. you just hope that, you know, all right, before I, before the sun came up, I went and I took my last readings, and we're all good, and just let's stay the course, and hope, it you know, muck this up if yeah. you don't have a if you don't have a compass or something to tell mm-hmm. you, you know, sort of yeah, which heading you are on. Let's
3: hope for yeah. uh, small waves. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, but even with all that, uh, you know, the compasses and the North Star, um, there are. A, like a wide array of perspectives. Some had the east on top, huh? Um, in keeping with European tradition, uh, so that was kind of the thing. Um, while others preferred the south on top, in keeping with more of like an Arab tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, others went with the north, um, in keeping with the point on the compass rose. Um, so, um, Here's a little, uh, among other things that stand out in these maps, is that uh, given the extent of the known world, the location of the Mediterranean, and a bit of uncertainty about the equator, uh, Italy was more or less centered between the north and the south. Hmm. Meaning that whichever way you turned the map, Italy remained more or less halfway between the top and bottom. Right, right. Um, and Italy was roughly at the same latitude as Jerusalem. Okay, which uh, through most of the century, map makers assumed was at the center of the known world, hmm um you know kind of where the religions all sort of yeah gather as well, yeah, um you know, kind of a pious sort of idea of the map, right, <laughs> I guess, yeah, um then the north's position, so there's all this history of you know east facing, uh east on top or south on top mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Never really the west on top, I guess. Never,
0: never was big on that. Um, Well, I guess east. It seems like east on top would make sense because the sun rises there, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, that that's kind of what my first thought was. Be like, oh, the if you know, you you look to the east every day, you see the sun go up over there. That's the that's the direction that you know is most important because that's where the sun comes from. So, well, you know build all of our maps off of that. Mm-hmm. that that makes sense but I don't know the, the south do you think that you said it was you know Arab countries would do that but what, was it some um, is that rooted in the, those early Egyptian maps that you were talking about Yeah, where south was up mm-hmm. interesting Yep. Um,
3: and there's some other things within the um, but it also says possibly because this was how the Chinese drew the maps as well <laughs> Um, okay. with the south facing up um um but a, a lot because of the nile and its flow um but then uh it says so okay Can- i mean obviously canada we've always known we've always thought of as like both up and north of us as we're drinking right. these canadian beers and as we were thinking about um their their wildfires uh blowing uh I guess southward, right? Into, into us last week, and uh, worrying about them up there. Up there, right? Mm-hmm. They're not right. down there. Right. They're up there. They're down north. <laughs> yeah, down you north. Know. And we're up south. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to be upstaged by anyone. <laughs> um. By the beginning of the 16th century, thanks to Ptolemy. Remember, Ptolemy, yeah. It's a silent P.
0: Right. Ptolemy. <laughs> yeah. Like
3: pterodactyl. Yeah, pterodactyl. Um, uh another european discovery um so kind of like the big uh big argument about like the the current maps we have is they're very like eurocentric like right the power like being on top right you think about a pyramid right <laughs> uh that's where the power is or or whatever and oh yeah um, same with kind of what people have thought of historically of that mm-hmm. sort of eurocentric map of right Uh, Europe being above Africa and Australia, Mm -hmm. above most of the Middle East as well, and South America. So, kind of puts it at this um, place, seat of power. Um, But uh, Ptolemy laid out a systematic approach to mapping the world um, with lines of longitude and latitude. Hmm. Um, And then there were... uh, guys like uh Mercator and uh Hen- Henricus Martellus Germanus and nice. Martin Waltz
0: Mueller. <laughs> I'm going to go as one of those guys for Halloween this
3: year. <laughs> Do you have uh like a Bavarian yeah. overall sort of uh Yes. <laughs> what well, you wear at Oktoberfest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My lederhosen. Um, yes, that's yes. what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Bavarian. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh they were obsessed with Ptolemy and they turned out copies of Ptolemy's geography um on the printing press. Oh right? cool. New invention, and <clears throat> <get throat> all that, <clears throat> get it out to the people. And it was a portrait um and like a portrait of, of his map. So oh, it was cool. like the first time people would see it like as yeah on the flat. That's That's poster board that we would normally think of it as. Um, And uh, in the corners of their maps and uh, uses writings to fill in places they had never been. Um, (laughs) So uh, Ptolemy realized that sitting in Alexandria, he was in the northern half of a very large globe. Yeah. uh, Whose size had been fairly accurately calculated by the ancient Greeks. On the other hand, it put Alexandria at the very bottom of the inhabited world, as known to Ptolemy and the main uh, civilization centers in the Greco-Roman Empire. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, But even if compasses and Ptolemy had both pointed to the south, northerners could still have come along and flipped things around. Right. Um, So politics right i mean it's kind of easy to see Um, uh, for americans i mean you see the position top left is kind of like intrinsically preferable Mm -hmm. as i mean as people who read left to right right you stop start at the top left of the page yeah like it comes first right and so like the maps that we see always has america top left it's like yeah changes our perception with it's like subliminal almost it's like right we don't even know right. it's doing it to us but i mean for people who read um, right to left um if we think about like the right the hebrew well yeah the hebrew bibles that we had right you would yeah. start at the back yeah um, it was which would be back to us but the front yeah. is the right yeah right and how do you i mean do the pages go right to right to left yes as well is that kind of how yeah yeah that works
0: yeah it's just like totally backwards right right
3: um so our position like um, the american position on a map to people who read in a completely different way right to left and not left to right i mean doesn't really it's not really a place of prominence where america is Right. It's not...
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I can see it. I don't know. It's just kind of like a a
3: different different point of view, I guess. Um, So, let's see. As the United States was just beginning to emerge on the world stage, American cartographers made efforts to give the U.S. pride of place. Um, there was even this idea of a map maker from Indiana in 1871 preparing an atlas with Indiana squarely in the center of the world.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> we all know that the world runs through Indiana, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah.
3: And then there was a song about that in the music man, right, Gary, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Um, most of the
3: Midwest disappeared into the gaping crease between Atlas pages, though. <laughs> nice. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. We're going to be right in the middle, right in this big crack of yeah. the book. <laughs> and then, uh, then um, Mount Everest gets cut a bit by um, the sides of like the pages. So it yeah. <laughs> didn't really work out. Um, but that, I mean, so there's all these kind of things. Um, orientation of maps. And then there was the guy... Um, Australia. MacArthur was his name. Okay. Um, universal corrective map of the world, which is an iconic upside down view mm-hmm. with the Southern hemisphere on top. Okay. If you've ever, if you've ever seen it, I mean, it kind of, you can, oh, right, all right, right. Yeah. You can see it where, um, he did it for Australia day, I think January 26, 1979. Okay. Um, just to start like shifting the perspective um of north being on top so i mean i guess if you really look back at time the sort of north and um up and european sort of american centric map is only a few centuries old really i mean uh huh um looking back at it, other other maps and other times had up being somewhere else completely yeah, uh, yeah. which is kind of i mean it's it shows one that um you know i guess where where the power lies is is where influence things are influenced but also that um things can change as well right. and um you know even even in the late uh what 20th century a a guy just flipped it completely again just to try to maybe change perspective there was also another map uh what was it called um that shows like the real size of things like
0: africa um Oh, is it out of proportion in most maps?
3: Right. Africa is really like a lot bigger than it usually shows up on maps. And this one... uh, um, Yeah, this one map sort of uh, made it more accurate, Hmm. but had to stretch things out. There it is. Why do Western maps shrink Africa? (laughs) The the headline. Um, But yeah, they're... There it is. I mean, it sort of takes the uh, the curve curvature.
0: Oh, okay. Off of the. Yep. So it makes uh, South America look a lot skinnier. Yeah, it makes makes both them.
3: Yeah, both South America and Africa look skinnier, but mm-hmm. kind of gets their at least sort of like their mass compared to other right continents right. like yep. a little more accurate. Yeah, so maybe the shapes are off,
0: but the the size is right. Right. Well, it's weird because I mean, unless you have a globe, right? Right. All these maps are taking something that's spherical and placing it onto a two-dimensional flat, you know, sheet of paper or a flat screen or a you know, mm-hmm. something like that. <clears throat> so it's almost impossible to get the actual scale of what it looks like unless you're looking at a sphere. But if you look at a sphere, you can't look at it and also look at the other side of it you know mm-hmm. you have to turn it to look you know right. so so there's yeah it's interesting because there's really no good way to get the perspective shifted mm-hmm. you know like i drew i, I pulled up the um the, those when you were talking about ptolemy's original map i pulled up pictures of that and it's neat because it's like the thing is almost like um it's like an upside down arc shape you know, right. to try to mimic, you know, the curvature of the Earth. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not presented in a square. It's presented right. as a, as a, like an upside down arc, almost. Yeah. You know, written on, written in two D on a on a flat sheet that would have been, you know, you said it was like they were like framed, like paintings or whatever, almost right. Mm-hmm. Or well, they were run on a p- printing press. Right but, on the yeah mm-hmm. on the printing press. Yep. But yeah, it's difficult to try to take something that's spherical. 3D and compress it down to, you know, flat two D. Right.
3: So I mean, I guess where I sort of start getting fascinated too is like um when you go east, uh if you were to like walk along the equator and just start heading east. You would always just be heading east, like right. until you turned around, right. And then you'd be heading west. Yeah. Um, but north and south is different, right? Right. If you were heading north, um, once you got to the pole, mm-hmm. and you just kept going on that on like a straight line, right. You'd you'd be heading south. Yeah. All of a sudden, um, and same with the South Pole, you're heading south, and then you're heading north. Um, yeah. But East and West don't do that, right? It's kind of yeah. like this weird thing. It's like they seem they all seem like they're <clears throat> the same thing. They're just four directions. But mm-hmm. uh because of really because of like celestial bodies, mm-hmm. because of the sun, right, rising, mm-hmm. um, because of the uh way the earth is um rotating as well. Mm-hmm. Um east and and because i don't know i guess like that's sort of the layout of the earth is like yeah earth uh, is east and west is just kind of this not made up but yeah less of a i don't know less of a factor it right. seems like because i mean you also have like what you were saying the magnetic field yeah coming from the earth's core mm-hmm. right and doing this. I don't know. It's cool to look at the pictures of oh, a sure. magnetic field yeah, that yeah. has this sort of protective layer. Yeah. That, you know, keeps, keeps us really like able to live here and exist here. Yeah. Um, and, and then, uh, uh, so I started thinking about the, um, okay. If we're on earth, we can, we can look for the North star, right. Mm-hmm. We can find it. Um, and we can look for where the sun is rising and setting and yeah. find east and west and find south through that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or look at a compass on a cloudy day. <laughs> yeah. um, or just kind of know where we are, you know, all the roads. they A lot of them say north or mm-hmm. whatever on them. Right. Um, so I started thinking like, well, what if we like got into space? <laughs> yeah. Does I mean, does north and south really yeah east west i mean you hear about um like the apollo 13 astronauts just like using the earth itself as like the only sort of guide of direction right that they had like out their window
0: yeah to get home <laughs> see that thing fly towards it yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're going there <laughs> we gotta get to that that is north south east and west <laughs> yeah we have to go all four directions right now yeah. <laughs> um before we run out of oxygen.
3: <laughs> right uh so um then i I started reading about the celestial poles, right um and they uh the two points in the sky were Earth's axis of rotation, which kind of I mean, you've talked a little bit about um some of this a little bit in other episodes mm-hmm. um, but they're indefinitely extended. Like, oh, right, intersecting into the celestial okay, uh, sphere.
0: Um, they, so you're uh, just, they're just imagining a line going right through from right. North Pole to South Pole and right. on out yeah, into like that's the, kind of the yeah, the picture is kind
3: of like what you're yeah. imagining, right? Yep, it is with yeah, like a couple lines, right. going Just
0: out, yeah, um, but it so, but that that's based on the. The spin, the axis, the spin of the Earth, or the magnetic north pole?
3: Um, well, yeah, I mean, the north and south celestial poles um, appear permanently directly overhead to observers. Um, as the Earth spins on its axis, the two
0: celestial poles remain fixed in the sky. Okay, so it's the axis. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not in relation to the orbit of this so the orbit of of the earth around the sun right the Mm -hmm. axis doesn't point straight up right right that's what gives we've talked about this before that's what gives us the seasons because it goes around Mm -hmm. the circle you know you imagine if you just you know take your pen and hold it up it's pointing straight up and down yeah then you tilt it what's it like 13 degrees 12 or 13 degrees or something like that Yeah, something like that you tilt it and then you you know sort of just work it around in a circle without changing the angle Mm -hmm. you know you can see how in a central point you know it would be at a different angle Facing that thing right, right, so so it's not talking about the the north and south of the orbit, it's talking about the north and south of the axis mm-hmm All right okay, yeah, um,
3: but despite their apparently fixed positions, uh the celestial poles in the long term do not actually remain permanently fixed against the background of the stars, mm-hmm. Because of the phenomenon known as the
0: precession of the equinox. Yay! You're talking about precession. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Right? Right. One degree every 72 years for a total yep. of 25,920. 25, yep. Right? 25,920?
3: Yeah. This says 25, well, they say approximate. Approximately 26,700.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: yep. But it does talk about how the shift
0: slightly over cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Of varying lengths. Yeah. Right. So then how could you use that to navigate? Because the farther away you get from Earth, right, if that, if that moves, you know, mm-hmm. one degree, if the, the axis of the Earth rotates around like that, like a top spinning that's wobbling, right, mm-hmm. if that moves one degree around that circle every 72 years, then you go on a space mission that's 30 years long, it's going right. to move like half a degree. Yeah, which the farther away you get from Earth, the bigger <laughs> that degree is going to get, right? Yes, yeah. like that degree uh-huh. is going to be like, you know, a massive number of space miles or however you call those. Right. By the time you get, yeah, so that's that's how they that's how they use space navigation is based off of the the axis lines of the Earth. No. Oh. Um, okay. I know. I mean, I. I didn't get that far in my uh, um, I just oh. got I just got to the celestial poles. Oh, we have to do a part two now. How do you well, how do you find north and south in space? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, that was one, that was one of the one of the questions I had, um, but I don't think I got a clear answer. Um, but I mean, that's that's just the thing. Like that. that's why they still kind of seem arbitrary. I guess, um, because they can't be used, they can only be used on Earth. Right. I mean, other things can be used both on Earth and in space. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like math. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And other sciences. Certain pens work in space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You you need the ones that write upside down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The pen ink doesn't slide to the (laughs) slide to the bottom. (laughs) Um. But I mean, yeah, I guess that's why it it seems like, can we, I mean, Maggie, my own wife, she says up to, up to the. um, uh, she says down to the Adirondacks. Mm -hmm. I went down, down to camp. Yeah. Right. Which, which, why does she uh, like... I used to make fun of her for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? That's wrong. Yeah. Obviously, what you're saying is right. not right. Yeah, it's up in every possible way. It's right. up because yeah. it's north. It's elevation. because it's, it's elevation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so just saying down is like right. completely wrong. Yeah. But maybe it's not so wrong. I mean, right. uh, Is uh, up is maybe a yeah. a stronger, up and down is... You know, elevation-wise is maybe more of yeah. a stronger argument than right. north-south-wise. I guess. Yeah. Is where I'm is where I'm landing. Yeah. But maybe I'm not going to be as uh, as like finicky about people saying the wrong thing with direction because it's really just all made up. Yeah. Which. Then I started thinking like all this existential stuff like. Yeah. What if a lot of a lot of life is just made up of all the stuff around us. Right. Right. It's kind of like what we what we think about sometimes as far as the mm-hmm. you know, material. Um I mean that's where the podcast started, right? It's kind right. of like yeah. Um, what is this table? Right.
0: In front of us. Yeah. Are we on the first floor or the second floor right now? I mean, right. convention would say second floor, but yeah. But if you're looking down from above, this is the first one that you see. You know, this is the first floor.
3: For yeah, it's, a bu- it's on top. So, yeah. Yeah. This should uh-huh. be the first one. The first you know? one. And the, the next one down. Be, that's sea. the second one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. A, right. It's.
3: And so is this the southern floor? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is interesting that stuff sort of just gets kind of named like that. Right. And then it becomes convention mm-hmm. uh, at some point, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just a, you know, sort of social communic- communicative thing, like, you know, this is the way that you, the way that humans communicate with one another is right. through things like that. But I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. We have to come up with a common way to discuss this particular thing or, mm-hmm. you know, so that we can, you know, so that we can have a conversation about it and, and discuss it. So we have to sort of agree on, you know, some of the basics of what we're going to call this and that,
2: you know. mm mm-hmm
0: you wouldn't be able to do you know like even like not even talking about space navigation but like you know aerospace navigation is like you know flights and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know planes all have to be flying around the world from all different cultures and different you know languages and different you know uh nations and everything like that and but they all fly around the world together and they have to all sort of be in sync with that, with air traffic control and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it has to be a common system that they all use. Right. You know, you can't just, can't just be like, all right, well this, we call this, you know, direction banana. And like, (laughs) you know, like you can't just do it that way if you want to, you know, you have to choose North and South and East and West this way and you know, all that. So. So I wonder if that's part of it, though. That's what I was you know, sort of getting at is mm-hmm. if it's just if these conventions come along because of, you know, just having to place names on things or is it more intrinsic, right? Is it more like is there something else sort of driving, you know, the way these things get their names or the way that they, you know, the way that they are described or the conventions that arise, you
3: mm-hmm. know?
0: It kind of goes back to the stuff we talked about with, with some of these mathematical things. You know? is, it, is it a discovery of something underlying, right, or is it mm-hmm. made-up human language to try to talk about, to describe something? Because right? math could be described in both ways. You can yeah. say it's just, a, it's just an arbitrary you know, human description system to try to make sense of our world, or you could say it's actually the fabric of the known world, and mm-hmm. we kind of discover it when we work with mathematics, you know? Yeah. I think people could argue both ways. So same thing with things like, you know, navigation and directions and maps and, mm-hmm. you know, are we actually discerning truly how the world is sort of put together, or are we just coming up with with names for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, cuz in a sense it's like if you're
3: you lost on a trail or something and you only have a compass, it I mean, I in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter what the thing is called in that sense, you know. You just know home is this way or, you know, the lean-to is this way and um I know that. Right. I could say lean-to. Yeah. With like a little trail, yeah. You're like, oh well, the compass uh, tells me to go this way, so right. Um, or you backtrack on the trail and find, yeah, find what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, on a sort of a world coming together uh, as this global world, world that we are, um, where there has to be maybe more common language than previously when there were maps of the East being on top and the South being on top, Mm -hmm. you know, that worked for like a certain civilization at a certain time. Right. Um, But yeah, maybe now it, it being more uniform Mm -hmm. uh, helps, helps sort of the global uh, system be in, uh, be in sync as you're right. As you were saying. Yeah. Um, But also kind of not getting stuck in our perspectives, I guess, which is why that, upside down map is sort of interesting um and also that uh like size i forget what the size of africa and south america map is called we'll we'll find it um but just kind of changing perspective shifting, uh, yeah. shifting the universal alley.
0: corrective map universal corrective map yep that's the one that's upside down oh yeah right is that what you were talking about no well,
3: that that one, and then there's the other one where Africa's. Oh, right, where Africa's resized. accurate yeah, accurate size is so, up right now. Um, so, I mean, when you see the when you see the map of um, the world upside down, you do see a lot of. I mean, you see the a lot of ocean at the top. Like this, Southern Hemisphere has a lot of. Right. it's a lot of ocean. It's yeah, like the Pacific is huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I mean when you have um when you have the north on top it's a lot of that seems to be like where the, a lot of the land is you know you mm-hmm. see that giant hunk of russia there yeah um, yeah i mean uh, north america like canada is huge and yeah uh, us is pretty big too uh, it's just i don't know is was that a reason like yeah. this is where all the land is it's just It should go on top.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, because when you see that map, it becomes, the upside down map, it becomes very apparent, like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of ocean down there. (laughs) You know, because it's like, with all the land is, uh, you know, below that that center line, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. that's interesting. And so, yeah, is that why, is that why there's a, you know, (laughs) that's why, why we put it on top, because it's like, yeah, look at all this stuff up here. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's obviously a lot going on up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can't be down there because it's too much stuff. It's got to be up. Yeah. I don't know.
3: <laughs> or yeah, I mean, it would makes it like it's a good foundation. It could be, right. it could
0: be a good bottom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, interestingly, like the land, you know, if you look at it like based on sea level, obviously the land is the stuff that sticks up out of the sea. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense then that the land would, you know, if you're going to put the place where the landmass is that would go on top because it's like higher right right yeah it's that farther, is actually up that's that's elevation wise it's yeah it's farther away from the center of the planet yeah. right all of that landmass mm-hmm. is farther away from the center of the planet than the land that's underneath the oceans right right so then that is kind of like up then so put it on top i don't know <laughs> <laughs> We should we should each draw a map and you know take a picture of it for the second segment or for the final segment. i map it on the of social, the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Post it on social media the, the the Jordan and Jason map. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be oh, great. Man. I'm just gonna draw a can of Moosehead Lager and call it good. I'm just gonna draw a can.
3: <laughs> it's great. open to interpretation. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so I mean, I know it's kind of a, a random little uh, little subject here in, in between things, but um, I don't know, I, I got thinking about, I was thinking about Canada, you know, as they were going through that, if it was so terrible for us, right down here for like three or four days. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even have flames.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the smoke.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know, I got thinking about north and i got then i got thinking about directions i was like how does this even (laughs) it's like when i was watching that show uh called how the states got their shapes right um which like why are these
0: yeah
3: why are these places shaped like this yeah um there's not really anything about there's not a show like that about the directions like how how east became east yeah Um, but i don't know i guess i just got thinking about why this kind of thing happens and has become such a huge part of our lives really. Like, yeah, I mean, I go for bike rides and I like to know, uh, which way I'm going to be going, mm-hmm. especially if it's like a windy day. Cause a lot of the times the wind, um, is going at least where we are going west to east. Um, so, uh, if it'll be like, all right, it's really windy. Am I gonna be going east to west at all? Like straight into the wind right. on this. Um, and then that way it's really helpful to know like which way is actually west. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I guess I don't really care that it's called west. Yeah. But I care that it the wind is that it is west. <laughs> right. I don't yeah. know, it's like hard to yeah. it's hard to sort of like it starts getting confusing language wise pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. You know? But then, yeah I guess me like I didn't really reach my um destination, but like <laughs> finding out what's the what are the navigation norms once you sort of get beyond where north south east west really yeah. matter yeah, um like in the is like deep sea stuff, are they really caring about what's unless they're like looking for a ship maybe, but if they're like yeah. Just down, down there, I, I don't know. Yeah, deep, in the deep seas and the high heavens. What's uh, right? What's the real worth of north, south, east, west?
0: Right. Because the farther you get down towards the center of the earth, the less that all matters. Right. You know, because just like uh, you know, uh, at the pole, you can switch from going north and south. Right. Yeah. Well, if you're at the core of the Earth, which I guess you couldn't be there, but if you were, you know, you any direction you turn would be every direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you would be sort of, you know, every movement that you make would be moving in all directions at once, mm-hmm. you know, essentially. It seems like, I guess, anyway, because everything would be, the center point of the Earth would be, you know, where there is no direction mm-hmm. anymore.
3: That's yeah there, cool. there was a another interesting thing about like the with that magnetic field um like there's a different magnetic um uh pole like it's close to the pole like north or south pole yeah but it's not exactly on the pole, right, right? it's like right. magnetic it's, north it's skew. yeah yeah <laughs> um which was interesting so it kind of yeah um creates this uh well i think i'm i'm think i'm confusing my diagrams but it kind of creates just a little bit of a um well you're not sure what you're looking at at first if you if you could like see the magnetic mm-hmm. field yeah um or we're like looking like up through it uh, if you're like on the earth like looking through to the sky yeah i'm um, seeing the seeing the orbit um, or the um. Not the orbit, the uh. The rotation. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So cool. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of questions. Yeah. Well, I have a lot so. still to be
0: answered. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll answer them together. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a whole bunch of questions in that the final 2nd Yeah. For. We'll see. We'll see how right. how quick you can Google. <laughs> All right, uh, that's uh, the end of segment number two, episode number thirty-two, and we're going to take a short break and be right back. And i uh, are going to see if we can delve a little bit more deeply into this topic. Thank you, Jason. We'll uh, we'll be right back here on the Music of the Spheres podcast. podcast here in episode number 32. We just heard uh, all about uh, the difference in directions from Jason, the perception of direction episode. Yeah, um,
3: I was kind of like a hopeless wanderer
0: yeah. like through that segment <laughs> myself.
3: So it's kind of uh, I was doing as meta.
0: Yeah. Is that what that? Is that, I, what that is? You were very meta just then. Whatever that means, I don't yeah. know. I'm no, not. No, it was like Inception. I was like, I'm not on social media, so I don't know yeah. phrases like that. But I yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't have used it because I don't know what it is. But I do know moosehead logger. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Clicking that can open like that. Yeah. Um, no, that was really cool. And actually, it, it was very interesting. And that's kind of what this show really is all about: is like you know taking things that are interesting. And oftentimes things that are a part of the mundane, you know, that we would think of as everyday life, you know, I know I've got to travel this direction on this road to get to this place, uh-huh. you know, and and we do it without thinking right. every day. We know this town is east of here and that town is north. And, you know, if I'm if I've got to get on this highway, I look to make sure that I'm getting on i-87 you know going west or east depending on where i want to get to mm-hmm. you know you follow the signs and you think nothing of it all the time but right but you know when you start to ask those questions what what one of the things that i wrote down as i was sort of taking notes from your segment is this idea of what this is all attempting to describe all of this stuff having to do with direction and location and um sort of the relative nature of one position to another, uh, the direction something or someone is traveling, all of this discussion about, you know, the perception of direction. It's all really just trying to answer this question of where are we?
2: Mm.
0: You know, which first of all, it's, you know, very physical and spatial in nature, Uh right? Where am I in relation to, other places you know the place that i maybe will call home or the place that i need to go to mm-hmm. um you know and then have to get back to home or whatever that might be right it, it's it's very practical and very physical but it also is part of a much larger question right which i think all people involved in science or religion or philosophy mm-hmm. or any of those fields are also kind of asking the same question of where are we right right And that's what I think is really interesting about this is that this, when you, when you start to talk about it, you know, you can talk about where, you know, direction came from and maps and the way that they were drawn, which is sort of where you began, but then it invariably is going to lead you farther and farther down the road of asking the question of where are we, right? Which I think is a phenomenal question to ask because when you start to answer it, you realize that it's a much bigger answer. Mm-hmm. than you would have begun thinking about right. I mean,
3: because you can you can start pretty small with that question, like um, my backyard, right? Like, right. Just the like, what's underneath the grass? Like, what's in the soil? Like the rocks? Like all the mm-hmm. the thousands upon thousands of years that Earth existed in that place. And now I now I have a, a septic tank there. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> like right. <laughs> um, it didn't always used to be there, obviously. So right. Uh, right, you can start there, but then yeah, you can go. You can keep getting bigger until you're like thinking about galaxies and right, like, yeah. Um, you know, we know in our own solar system, there's not a planet like ours, mm-hmm. um, and close by, we haven't really. We've seen maybe habitable zone sort of rocky planets, but um, it's like, I think that's kind of part of the question is where are we? Cause this seems so
0: unique. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's funny because I, I was just thinking about this. Was it today or maybe yesterday? Yeah. Just this weird sense of like, this isn't as normal as we all think it is. Right. You know, uh-huh. which I get every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. cause we all get caught up in the, Oh, what do I have to do today? You know, what's my schedule today? Where right. do I have to be? What right. are the things that I need to accomplish? Uh-huh. You know, wh- who do I have to have a communication with? Uh-huh. There's an email or, you know, I got a phone call or, you know, what are, all what do, do I m- have to do to get Lila through college? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. How do I survive, you know, being a parent? <laughs> And every, you know, it's, it's, you just get caught up in that everyday mm. stuff, right? But then when you really stop and think of like, wait, where are we really? And what are we really doing? You know, that's, that's a much bigger question, you know? Uh, and, and we spend our, our lives kind of swirling around a, like a home base. And that leads me to the, my second question, which I think is, is kind of linked to this, is the idea of home. Like what, where is home, hmm. Right. Like what would we what would we consider to be our home or your home or my home, you know, or, uh, you know, some some would say it's, you know, wherever you were born, where you're from, you know, is your home. But a lot mm-hmm. of people don't live in the place that they were born, you right. know many people moved when they were young enough that they don't have really clear memories of where they were born right you know so is that your home still if you don't even really remember being there you know like if you move when you're three years old to a to a new place and then grow up there and have your childhood and your adolescence in that new space Uh which one's really your home right you have you have most of your memories and most of your formative years in a different place, right? So, yeah. So that right there throws off the idea of home. But then, as an adult, you live in another place that's not, you know, the same right. as where you were born, mm-hmm. right? So is that your home? You know, and kind of the the transitional
3: nature of it. Yeah. You you would hear people say like, "I'm from," yeah, which might be like where they grew up, yeah. Um, or I they might say if they're kind of like new to a place now i live or i just moved to right um, or they would say i'm from and mean like where they live now yeah and not where they grew up um, or maybe like a, any any kind of, kind of like other
0: scenarios <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like so the just even the idea of home you know mm-hmm. what makes what makes home home right. when we call it that right or if you think of the uh
3: like the transitional Nature of like Earth's history, mm-hmm. um, like the home has been in the in this solar system mm-hmm. that's within this galaxy. But um, you know, it could say like, you know, I I used to be kind of icy, yeah. <laughs> or you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. That's more of like describing who who it is, but right. Um, I, I used to be a home that was
1: kinda yeah.
3: Kind of filled with uh, with
0: dinos. So.
3: Yeah, right, right.
0: It's yeah, it's transition. My home had uh, uh, different been, uh, tenants. <laughs> yeah, it's been different. It's been very different, right, yeah. over the years and over the course of of history on this planet, right? It's so much, so much change, so mm-hmm. much you know, sort of turmoil over the eons and ages. And then also you think about like the movement of the sun, right? So the our Star in our solar system moves around the galactic center
2: mm-hmm.
0: so it 's constantly moving within our galaxy, so even as we orbit it it 's moving right? right so you can imagine what that would look like these big you know looping swirls of the you know nature of where planet Earth would be if you calculate in the motion of the mm. of the sun through the galaxy now. Right. So you're never really in the same place. It's like not like when you, you know, when the Earth swings back around, you know, to June 14th, you know, next year, our planet's going to be in a totally different place mm-hmm. in the in the universe than it was last year, even though it's the same position relative to the sun. Right. Right. And it's because that sun is moving around the galactic center.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the galaxy's also moving. Right. Right. So the galactic center is moving, and you know, in whatever direction that's moving, it might be orbiting some bigger thing, you know, mm-hmm. and right, or it's you know being pulled towards another galaxy or something like that. I guess they they think we're gonna collide with the Andromeda galaxy eventually, yeah. right? So it's moving towards that galaxy, right? So <laughs> and that
3: collision, like nothing hits anything else, right? Isn't that? Yeah, it's weird, bizarre? right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it's just things like that, right? It's just so fascinating to me that you know position is never the same you know Mm -hmm. your home whatever it might be it's not it's not staying in one place you know all the time so that's that's really interesting to me um so i think it's just i wanted to start with that because it's it's interesting that your topic though seemingly starting off in a very sort of place where it's everybody's everyday mundane stuff Mm -hmm. really kind of leads you into a bigger Question. Yeah, several bigger questions, mm-hmm. which is very cool, and then it also leads into things that are not known, um, mm-hmm. that are just kind of you know mysterious um, things. Uh, so, for example, um, you, you got into talking a little bit about the magnetic pole, uh-huh. right, uh, and the potential that the the actual magnetic north uh, is moves sometimes right mm-hmm. and you can actually you can look it up and I, I i pulled up a couple of things in the break um where it talks about uh the movement of the it talks about the movement of the magnetic north pole okay that it actually is uh that they they call it polar dips so the the uh, the magnetic pole will dip away from the sort of uh, geo north pole, right? The geographical north pole, which is based on the axis of the rotation. So it'll actually dip down and it'll go back and it'll dip again, right? But recently it's been moving faster (laughs) over the last like, you know, five years or so. It's been, yeah, it's been moving faster towards Siberia away from the, you know, sort of the geographical north Um, after coming back from a dip. It's moving Much faster. So much so that um, there was a, uh, they had to redo a whole bunch of models that were supposed to last for a long time to predict this. They, you know, created scientific models Mm. and then they had to redo them. That's wrong. Yep. (laughs) Like, oops, that that model didn't work at all. (laughs) Let's redo it. Um, And so they're theorizing that um, there are times when the magnetic poles, uh, magnetic north and south, have actually flipped uh, completely. So they think like this wobble happens, right? It goes one way and then it goes back the other way and then it goes back the other way and it goes so far and so fast, one direction, that it just keeps going and flips. And it has to do with the um, the, magnetic, uh, the magnetic north and south of our planet are mm. d- directly correlated to the flow of the fluid in the core, the core. of the earth, Right. right. Cause it's molten iron, right? So it's just giant, you know, soupy metal core spinning around at super hot temperatures, but it's all metallic. So Mm -hmm. it creates this massive magnetic field that flows through the whole planet. Um, and then out beyond the surface of the planet, right. Mm -hmm. And creates the magnetic field pictures that people are used to seeing. Yeah. Um, so there's this article and I want to read a little bit of it. Um, and, uh, it gives us idea, and this is an old article; it's a year old. Um, That's not old, in the yeah, in the course of grand scheme of uh, yeah, you know, scholarly. But this, work. Is, this is coming from space.com, dot um, and it's by Elizabeth Howell. It was updated in July of twenty two, uh, and the article is entitled "Is Earth's magnetic field flipping soon?" Earth's north magnetic pole is so out of whack that scientists need to update the global magnetic field model they released only four years ago. Could that be a sign that the magnetic pole will flip soon? The World Magnetic Model, the WMM, the name of the updated representation of the magnetic field of Earth is expected to be released no earlier than January 30th. That's about two weeks later than planned with a delay due to the government shutdown, according to a report in Nature. The magnetic pole is moving erratically out of the Canadian Arctic and towards Siberia so unpredictably that it took scientists by surprise. That 2015 update was supposed to remain valid until 2020. Arnaud... Chollet, a geomagneticist at the university of colorado boulder and the national oceanic and atmospheric administrations uh, national centers for environmental information told nature it's no news that the pole is moving long-term records from london and paris kept since 1580 show that the north magnetic pole moves erratically around the rotational north pole over periods of a few hundred years or longer Siren Began, a geophysicist with the British Geological Survey who is involved in WMMUpdatesToldSpace.com, in an email, he cited a 1981 study from the journal Philosophical Transactions of the Royal Society of London. But what's really catching attention is the acceleration in movement. Around the mid-1990s, the pole suddenly sped up its movements from just over 9 miles a year to 34 miles annually. As of last year, the pole careened over the international dateline towards the eastern hemisphere. The chief cause of the movement comes from the Earth's liquid iron outer core, which is also called the core field. Smaller factors also affect the movement. Those influences include magnetic minerals in the crust and upper mantle, and electric currents created by seawater moving through an ambient magnetic field. One of the reasons we can update the map is that the European Space Agency launched a set of highly accurate magnetic field satellites in 2013," said Began. Uh, We have a superb data set from which we can make a very good magnetic field map and update them every 6 to 12 months," Began added. We noticed that the specification of the WMM was not being met in the high-latitude region around the pole. As the error exceeded one degree of grid angle on average, this triggered us to examine whether it was worth issuing a new update. And then they kind of go on to talk about um, it, will this potentially lead to a flip in the magnetic pole? Um, and so this gets me thinking um, that I was reading another article. I don't; it's not in this one, and I, I found it somewhere else, and I can't reference it right now. But um, that they have like. Uh, evidence inside actual like fossils that have been collected because you know if uh not 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 fossils but it's well yeah i guess fossils but things f- from a you know like a volcanic eruption mm-hmm. right and then the stuff cools and you can actually see what the magnetic field of the earth was at the time that it cooled based on the way that everything's aligned okay in that you know that piece right. of molten whatever that's cooling yeah yeah it's shooting at yeah <laughs> So and they've been able to tell that the you know they they theorize that there have been times in Earth's history where the magnetic poles have been flipped from what they are currently, right? Uh, and then there's even some theories out there that the Earth itself, like the actual physical whole Earth, has flipped, you know, as it's orbiting the sun, which you know i guess i guess would make sense we've all seen those tops right that you spin them and they can actually go all the way down and then like flip back up on their tops mm-hmm. you know I I, I I know i've seen some do that before yeah. you know they're designed the right way but you know if something happens in the core of the planet or you know with the oceans or something like that you get things just out of kilter enough that all this rotational energy can cause it to flip right so there are theories about that too which I think is interesting. And the reason that I think that's interesting is because of the way that you started your segment. You said that the earliest maps anybody can find have south on the top.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So what if they actually were, <laughs> right? Yeah. Those Egyptian maps you were talking about, these old, super old maps people found, mm-hmm. what if they weren't Egyptian maps? What if they were maps that the Egyptians found and kept because they were important or special or something like that, Right. right. What if, and, and what if those maps actually showed the way the planet was when it was there, right? Yep. <laughs> so it's like, or when they were when they were drawn. So it could actually have been the other way around, mm-hmm. you know. We've also talked about uh, cataclysms before, right? Like mm-hmm. this idea that there that cataclysms and and sort of extinction level events happen in cycles, yeah. Right. So what if? Right. This is somehow related to the magnetic field of the Earth. Yeah. So, you know, um, one of the roles of the magnetic field of planet Earth is to uh, deflect cosmic rays that are otherwise deadly to Mm -hmm. Earth, you know, (laughs) life on Earth. Yes, earthlings of any kind, not just human earthlings. but Furry earthlings. Yes, furry earthlings, plant earthlings, every kind of earthling. Plant earthlings. (laughs) Leafy earthlings. Not
3: my sunflower.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) protect it from the cosmic rays. (laughs) But that's what the magnetic field does, right? There's all this radiation that's out there, you know, would fry us all immediately, (laughs) you know, if the magnetic field weren't there. Yeah. You know, which is why there's not there's there's not life on Mars, right? Mm-hmm. Even though they have found lots of evidence for water being present on Mars, right? The evidence of of water having been there, mm-hmm. right? But they theorize that the reason why is because the core of Mars was too small, so it cooled off and got cold, stopped spinning, mm-hmm. because of that, no magnetic field, and as soon as the magnetic field is gone, all the radiation and solar wind just fries all life and all then the atmosphere is gone and Mm -hmm. everything just disappears so you don't have sort of blows the life literally off the planet right right? yeah so mars could have been a place with life right at one point but now you know because of the way the core and the magnetic field worked it doesn't have it Mm -hmm. so this is all going back to a polar shift right which we know happens they're measuring it and you can look up these well I'll put a link in there there's this neat graph that shows like year by year where it goes they measure it every few years and they show you and it's like going faster in one direction which is neat um but if you have a polar shift that leads to an actual flip mm-hmm. there would be a period of time where it would seem as though the magnetic field would be out of whack yeah right i don't know how, how long would it take right for everything to flip around and then you know the magnetic field to sort of reconstitute itself as a as a strong enough shield mm-hmm. to all the stuff in the cosmos so is that those sort of extinction level events you know that are related to a, sort of a cyclical nature is mm-hmm. that is that a larger cycle of our magnetic north and south mm-hmm. sort of flip flopping and you know leaving yeah. the leaving the earth totally exposed to all of the potential damage of the universe. <laughs> there you go. Happy, happy flag day. <laughs> right. So no, that's how we, uh, that's how we die. <laughs> well, it's, it's just interesting, you know, um, because I think that, you know, we, we tend to look at, um, we tend to look at the history of earth as very like static, like unidirectional, you right. know, like it started off, with this, you know, and then life kind of slowly grew, slowly mm-hmm. grew, and then evolved and came to what we have now, right? But that, we we kind of know that not to be true, right? Mm-hmm. Something wiped out the dinosaurs, right? So there's that. Right. Um, but also, like, beyond just that, you know, there's all these, like, all the sort of ancient civilizations around the world, you know? Think about all the ancient sites. I mean, you've been to one, haven't you? Didn't you go to... No? Was that not you? did you um, go to one of the things in South America? Um, oh, I've been to Machu Picchu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. <laughs> See?
3: You, so, so, I mean, Thank that's... you a, for telling me about my own life. Yes. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. Reminding me. <laughs> I will remember that for you. My, yeah. <laughs> but it's... I mean, it's an ancient... You know, that's uh-huh. an ancient civilization that Which is sinking.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. So they
0: can
3: yeah. only allow a certain amount of people on it every year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Limit the
0: limb, yeah, right. But you know, that, that was a civilization that did amazing things for where that was located, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the top of a mountain, right? right. Like, what are they doing up there? Like, yeah, why go the make road a road up there? Like, who looks up there and says, Let's go make a farm up yeah. there? The bus right. hated the trip,
2: yeah. It's like, Oh, right.
0: it's hard to get people yeah. up there now, you know, like what were they doing up there? What the heck was that all about, right? Like, it's just, it's just mysterious, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't make sense. And there's lots of things like that, you know, as you look around the world. We kind of just look up and be like, Oh yeah, well, they were just too stupid to build a farm where you're supposed to build a farm. You know, it's like but but I think there's just so much more mystery to it. And mm-hmm. I wonder if it's somehow, you know, connected to these like that 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 the way that things happen on Earth is actually more cyclical than it is linear. That's kind of what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. right? This idea of cycles of civilizations rising and, and, and you know, building and, and becoming global and then something, you know, major happening mm-hmm. and then starting it over again, yeah. you know? It's, it, which is what it kind of feels like when we ask this question, where are we? Shouldn't uh-huh. we have a better answer, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, shouldn't, shouldn't, our his, shouldn't we have a better history to, like, know where we're actually from? Mm-hmm. Why should we have to try to figure it out? Shouldn't we have a better story, you know? Like, you have, we have a good story of, like, recent history, mm-hmm. somewhat, you know? I mean, the people who write the history change it a little bit. Right. You know, we have a good idea of, you know, sort of the history of the foundation of the United States. It's only a couple hundred years plus old. Right. You know, it's, it's not super old. So, you know, though the history gets skewed here and there, we have a pretty good general idea, you know, mm-hmm. how that went. And even going back beyond you know, before the formation of the United States, you have a pretty good idea of recent human history, even though there's, but even with that, there's like stuff is all mixed up, you know, but, but then you look back beyond that to ancient humans, what we think of as ancient humans. And were they really all that ancient or primitive, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they're like, maybe they're the third or fourth or sixth or 28th, you know, iteration right. of humanity, right? Yeah. And it's, I just, it seems fascinating. To
3: oh you. yeah. If you like think of earth, like as a, as like a, character itself like if if uh an older person was brought back to like uh you know where they grew up and they saw them the modernized land right like yeah. oh like you know the chicken coop used to be there and yeah yeah um, you know we we used to go to the well over there to get water and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and then like you know earth was like oh yeah and you know that was the mesozoic era yeah mm-hmm. you know those things happened then right and, right uh, you know it's been like four and a half billion years i can't really quite remember what happened yeah, yeah. over there but right i know it was something yeah, <laughs> yeah. like i don't know it's kind of yeah. like when yeah. you think about the timeline i guess right four and a yeah. half yeah we're, we're half half
0: of the earth's life something like that is What maybe. they say yeah it's been like that for a while Right, right. I mean, I well, guess we're the, talking billions of years. I yeah. guess. So. I think they think that Earth is about four or five billion years old, something right. like that. You know, and yeah. uh, right, and the solar system is like fourteen, right. or the universe is like fourteen billion years old, or something like that. Right. It's their best guesses, you know. But yeah. I can imagine Earth being like, "Oh yeah, look, really, Mars is dead." Are you sure? Yeah, you we know, used to I be I remember, best friends. <laughs> remember,
2: yeah. Mars? Then, uh, have, she
0: never texted me back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's where the pterodactyls came from. Was Mars? <laughs> <laughs> she never texted me back. <laughs> <laughs> And then I looked up, and it's red and dead. And I was happening. like, oh, oh that like, explains it. You know, oh, it wasn't uh, me after all. All the iron got oxidized. Darn it. <laughs> no. <And> rusted again. <laughs> uh, it was you. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. <laughs> Mars. <laughs> See, now we're back to planets flirting, just like last week. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, how great yeah. is that? People love this show. It's nice <laughs> to kind of think of Earth and Mars being like
3: best buds. Yeah, and then yeah. They got... Uh, I don't know. They got disconnected somehow. And right. All of a sudden, I was like, yeah. Mars, what happened? Yeah. What happened, buddy?
0: Nah, my, my core. My core solidified. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like planetary X lax.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of it as like, it's like a heart attack.
2: Oh, you okay. know? I like, you. Solid- <laughs> yeah. I got you. The arteries.
0: solidified. Yeah, I got you. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Needed a stent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, but I just think, you know, all this idea of, um, you know, that was the first thing that I thought when you said Egyptian maps were upside down, you know, maybe it's not the maps that were upside down, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it was the world was upside down. I just, it could be right. Cause there are some, there are some people that theorize that, you know, earth itself flipped and if not, at least the magnetic poles have flipped. Right. Mm-hmm. So north becomes south and vice versa, right? The whole thing flips because that that's actually a little bit, you know, more easy to see as likely because it all it has to do with is the rotation of the fluids at the center of the earth, mm-hmm. you know, and how they're spinning around. If they you know, that wobbles enough one way or another, the whole the whole thing can spin spin around. Yeah. Just because of all that rotational energy that's happening there. So
3: Yeah, I mean and it's iron i mean the iron we know is like super heavy so i mean the core must have i don't maybe i sound like really stupid do people actually know about this but i mean it's <laughs> well they can like email it,
0: the show right brothers at music of the spheres yeah, podcast like com. idiot tell jason how talk. stupid
3: he sounds <laughs> right now <laughs> but it, the, like the core like uh, being you know i mean it's molten yeah iron yeah it sounds heavy
0: yeah, it sounds heavy. I don't know. Well, it is. It's yeah. a very heavy subject. <laughs> it's just, you know, heavy, heavy. Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- that was that was one of my first thoughts. Um, you know, after the sort of the big philosophical thing, and the last thing that I wanted to um, sort of jump in on with what you were presenting was this idea of y- you talked about like different people in different cultures, in different places, sort of viewing things differently, mm-hmm. right? Like placing them, you know, um, placing east as the upward part of the map, the mm-hmm. top of the map, right? Or, or placing, you know, south as the top of the map, right? Or whatever. Um, or people, uh, you know, writing different directions in a book. Right. Or we know that, you know, they drive on the different side of the road in the U.K., right? Like people do things like a little bit backwards all around the world, you know, from from the way that you would do it. We also know that uh, magnetic fields and magnetic energy is, uh, you know, direct has a direct impact on uh, human psyche or any sort of mm-hmm. living psyche because there are animals birds that can navigate based on the magnetic field of right. the planet right they've studied that and you can figure that out you know you could look it up and read about it but you know there are certain species not just birds i think i think there's other ones too but they can they can navigate the planet and there's directionally where they need to go because something inside of their you know being is tapped into the magnetic field of mm-hmm. the planet. So I wonder if these, um, if these differences that are noted around the globe, are not just random, not just people like randomly decide. Oh yeah, no. And, and for for us, we're gonna we're gonna read and write from the right side of the page over to the left, mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around, right? Or we're gonna you know decide that you know in and the, for for us things are more prominent if on they're on the left or they're more prominent if on they're on the right right mm-hmm. i don't what if and i'm just saying a what if what if that's not just arbitrary just you know cultures having to pick well we all got to decide that how we're going to write so let's all write right. the same way and they just decide it what if it's a little bit more ingrained based on the way that the magnetic field impacts those people in certain places right like, yeah. you know, certain because, you know, we know that the rotation of the earth, um, you know, changes the way that that like water uh, swirls in a whirlpool naturally, you know, mm-hmm. based on where you are on the planet. Right. Just the physical motion of it, you know, changes that. But the magnetic field also must impact
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the way that things work. Right. The way that things function. Yeah. Um, and what if it. Changes just enough about, uh, you know, sort of psyche or communication or you know, thought processes or something like that to the mm-hmm. point that these differences are able to uh, manifest, uh, basically just because of the way that the magnetic field feels at that point, mm-hmm. you know, to the people that are there, right? I don't know, it's it's interesting,
3: right? It kind of uh is akin to the vibrations and like frequencies as well that mm-hmm. we've discussed in past episodes right that are yeah. kind of exist in uh, i mean at all times almost yeah without re i mean we they're obviously interacting with us mm-hmm. um but maybe on like a not molecular molecular level but right. kind of like it, yeah. that sort of thing is like hmm they're there, but we don't. We just don't. I mean, there's so much we don't notice. That's yeah. kind of the that's kind of the idea,
0: right? Right of this podcast too. Yeah. yeah, right. But it's true. It is. There's so much that you don't notice, right? And it's like we all, we know that there are places on the planet where there's, um, you know, anomalies. If right. it's in the magnetic field, maybe, or if that's part of it. But like and that's the how the Triangle. Uh, the plane crashed and lost. <laughs> oh right. Okay. The ele-
3: electromagnetic mm-hmm. force in that. It just yeah. like ripped the plane apart, right? Right, right. Which, see, I mean, it's a TV show and it's fake, but I mean, they were using this exact, like, yeah, magnetic fields, right? Electromagnetic uh, forces, yeah, like they were using real
0: science to yeah. make up their exactly. story, exactly. And so, it's feasible, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I mentioned the Bermuda Triangle, right? I mean, there's- right. All the stories that happen in there have to do with this weird like all my instruments w- you know went away or my compass started swirling around funny, right. you know, like different kind of energies there. But it's mm-hmm. not just in the Bermuda Triangle. There's you know, there's stories of uh, you know, sort of aerial navigation where everything just goes haywire and they mm-hmm. can't figure out why. Like, you know, my gauges all went funny and you know, the compass went weird and the altimeter started doing weird things. And then all of a sudden I flew out of this cloud and I'm back to normal. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? Right. And, you know, so you know that there are anomalies that affect things in a very real way. Right. So what if those, some of those anomalies could be more subtle to where they're not really measurable, but they just manifest in different ways that, people decide to do things differently, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's riding a different direction or driving on a different side of the road or, you know, whatever it might be, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I, I, as we think about, you know, sort of perception of direction and position and the way that, you know, sort of we perceive our place in the world, I wonder how much of it actually has to do with, you know, the magnetic field of the planet and how that all functions. Mm-hmm. Because you know you have gravity is like you know helps us figure out up and down but you know mag- magnetism around our planet helps mm-hmm. us discern so much of the other stuff too yeah and it's interesting that the magnetic north even though it moves around is somewhere near the axis you know of the mm-hmm. of the planet itself you know it's not always right by it because it moves around but yeah that must have to do with the way it all spins and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. such a cool thing where just a planet earth is just a big, you know, gyroscope essentially right. <laughs> like, with a bunch of stuff swirling around at different speeds. You know, yeah. it's just really cool. Yeah. And how the North star
3: is not, I mean, it's not like true North, right? But it's, it's like close enough that it can, it can do the job. Uh, even in a, like yeah. a, this vast body of yeah you know other stars and right just find the big dipper and yeah there's there's polaris and yeah you should be good <laughs> yeah should be fine but that
0: only works now right right uh-huh you know so like 13,000 years ago it's pointing a different place right. you know yeah. cuz precession right uh-huh. so the the planet's you yeah. know axis is pointing you know what is it if it's 13 or 12 or 13 you know Mm-hmm. If it's all the way on the other side of that, that's like 25 degrees difference. You yeah. know? Imagine looking up and seeing everything 25 degrees different from where it is in our time, right? That's what it looked like 13,000 yeah. years ago like or 13,000 years in the future. Just it's wild. So not even the North Star is a, a, you know, a true representation of North. It is right. for us now,
3: but yeah, even I, that's moving. Again, Earth would be like, well, yeah, I used to look at the North Star. Or what yeah. you call the North Star? Yeah. That was like well, kind of yeah. like the Northeast Star. Yeah, yeah. I don't that know. was over dark. to the left a yeah. little bit.
0: <laughs> Planet Earth just uses left and right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> Forget this east and west. Stuff. <laughs> we say left and right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all, that's all I had. Um, you know, I I could of course go on for a whole bunch more. I have I have a lot other. Notes, but I I wanted to hit on um I wanted to hit on some of that f- philosophical stuff and then mm-hmm. sort of get into the magnetic field as a as a sort of relational point to yeah to things because I do think there's more mystery to you know the way that the way that the Earth functions and the way that the magnetic fields function I think there's more mystery to that mm-hmm. especially when you look back at human history I think there's more mystery than we would often assume there to be. I think we we very quickly make assumptions about the way that the past has sort of unfolded. Um mm-hmm. but I think maybe there's a lot more going on there. Yeah, certainly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting to sort of like um one thing I I thought I had uh ready for my my spot that I uh, didn't is <laughs> this uh, article that sort of talked about uh, navigation in space. Oh, cool. Um, And it it sort of talked about how uh, um, in space, like, you could be flying around what would be considered the southern hemisphere Mm -hmm. of Earth, but it could be, it could be, like, appear to be above you right yeah so that that they were kind of saying like
2: north south
3: yeah east west doesn't really matter out there yes um as much as like right figuring out the the stars and knowing sort of where you are based on on other places because your whole i mean uh, down could be the rest of like space (laughs) yeah (laughs) right when you're out there um so, that, I mean, that was kind of an interesting point they made. They also talked about how the, uh, um, the, a lot of the other planets have like a similar axis, um, angle mm-hmm. uh, at, to Earth. So, like, the other planets could have like a northern and southern hemisphere, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as Earthlings would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, uh, Uranus, which is like, they think it, like, maybe collided with something else. Yeah. Um, and its axis is basically, like, laying flat. Right, right. Almo- almost,
0: like, yeah. 90 degree sort of angle. Yeah. Um, Very intense seasons there. Yeah, right. If it weren't a gas giant, then you could stand on it. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, it would be... Yeah. be yeah. If you didn't like, just, like, float through it or... Yeah, yeah. That always baffles my mind. That It's a planet, but it's a... Just made out of gas, yeah. It's weird, yeah. you know. I guess they have like solid cores, but with lots of gas floating around, right? Yeah, yeah. trapped, very trapped. The gas, they're very gassy. I think a beano out there. <laughs> yeah haven't they heard of probiotics <laughs> they need more kale
3: juice in their diet they have a blender not a juicer
0: <laughs> that's what that's what you've learned on episode number 32 of music of the Sphere. uranus Podcast. does not have a juicer yeah because it's very gassy all right who knows? You got anything else that you want to <laughs> tack on there so that that's not the last Plu-
3: thing people well, know? About like here? uh Pluto used to be a planet and then it wasn't for a while and now it isn't right. again. is that right
2: Yeah I don't
3: know oh, Earth it, it, would be like oh yeah Pluto Yeah I hardly knew you ye. Yeah I I, remember. <laughs> I couldn't see you until like this guy developed a telescope Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Earth as this sort of yeah. uh older person who's yeah. like reminiscing on a porch like yeah with an arnold palmer yeah in hand <laughs>
0: not a moosehead lager oh maybe okay. i don't yeah. know yeah. yeah as the night grows old right you know. right <laughs> okay uh well i guess that'll do it we're out of things to say this week uh here on the music of the spheres podcast of course, we always um, are appreciative to all of those of you who listen to our show. We would ask you to uh, rate us on whatever platform you're listening on, subscribe, uh, however, so you can you know catch our new episodes when they come out. Tell a friend or two or five, uh, share our social medias with whoever you can. Send us an email, please. We love those uh, brothers at Music of the Spheres Podcast. And drink some delicious moosehead lager sometime. We really enjoy that. Thanks for mm. uh, providing yeah. us with that tonight, Jason. That's very I don't happy. know
3: if it'll even last till Father's Day. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. It might not last till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do the headache test. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a headache if I down <laughs> six beers in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> at some point, there will be a headache. <laughs>
0: Not right then. You're feeling yeah, pretty good. Feel great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, send us an email. Tell your friends about the show. And uh, from the deepest parts of our beings, we thank you for being a part of our universe here at the Music of the Spheres podcast. Have a great week.
3: you never know like where the the S should be in certain words like if
0: you want to talk about like in the word sandwich is that the <laughs> difficult one sometimes
2: <laughs> is it and oh, yes. and which mm. and which <laughs> <laughs>